You have a lot to focus on every day. Let Virginia Premier focus on your health coverage. Our health plan is only focused on Virginia, so we can connect you with quality health care and local resources. Our added benefits give you more value on top of your medical and drug coverage from Virginia Medicaid. See our benefits at virginiapremier.com slash Medicaid and have your whole family with the same health plan. Virginia Premier, focused on Virginia, focused on you. Hello everybody, it's Dave Neal, stand-up comic, and welcome to Bachelor Rush Hour. Happy hump day, everybody. we got a lot to talk about today. Several clips from the YouTube channel. I'm going to play for you what Zach Shell Cross has to say about producer manipulation. Plus, Victoria Fuller and her first guest of her new podcast, Uncensored Saints, is Greg Rippo. They discuss their timeline of their relationship, how it started a year before they ended up dating, avoiding people in Rome, and their faith. We'll get into all of that. So much to discuss. It's February 15th, baby. Welcome to a hump day. How's everyone doing today? Did you survive Valentine's Day? Was it all right? Was it everything you wanted? How's your day going today? Maybe a sugar hangover, maybe a plan B. Who knows what's up for you out there? We're all finding love. All right. Well, I'd love for you guys to make sure to subscribe if you haven't already. You're streaming this podcast. Make sure on your Apple phones, on your iPhones, you go and hit the follow button. And don't forget to rate it, review it. We're loving all the positive five-star reviews. We have over 500 reviews for our new podcast. And we're going places, baby. Don't you worry about that. You guys are early investors into the Bachelor Nation drama. So much to talk about. How about this? A hard launch on Valentine's Day between Eric Schwer and his new girlfriend. I guess, I don't know if they're using the boyfriend-girlfriend terms, but a Valentine nonetheless to Elizabeth Turner. She's a model, um, been around for a long time, actually dated uh, Leonardo DiCaprio back in her early days. She must have aged out of that system, right? DiCaprio likes to keep it. He, he DiCaprio says this, if you can legally rent a car, you're too old for me. So now she's with Eric Schwer. They did a Valentine's Day yesterday. The flowers proved it. If you want to see the video that places them together and the mutual wishing of Valentine's, I mean, hey, Eric Schwer went from Gabby Windy, she dumped him, she's at a million followers, to Elizabeth Turner, who's at 998,000. So we'll see if he can push her over the edge. A nice model couple. They always say don't marry someone with a headshot, but we'll see how they do. All right, folks. Well... Very interesting and yet at the same time boring interview between Zach Shell Cross and Entertainment Weekly. But the interesting part was where he says, I don't think I should mention this, but the producers don't like it when I interfere with the women fighting. So we'll get into what he had to say right here. The interview itself is highly produced. It's got those choppy moments where they interject with uh, clips of the show, you know, that's coming up and this and that. So it's a little jumbly as it were, but you know, we love nothing more and nothing less than some jumbleness. So anyway, here's what Zach Shell Cross had to say. Why does Zach not intervene in the drama? Let's watch this clip. It was shot in this horrible backdrop. I mean, he, he literally looks like he's being interviewed from hell, but let's watch what he has to say. To the, the season, like thinking, there's maybe a shower scene or two, so I like, get my push-ups in. There was like a shower date. It becomes routine. It's the weirdest thing. I'd never thought in a million years I'd say that. All right, so this is that SCAD TV When fest. someone steals you, I don't know if I can say all of this, but I gotta keep my mouth shut and let it happen. 
as much as I can. So there are times when I want to speak up and be like, oh yeah, all right, let's go talk. But it's for the environment we're in to have it be handled by the women. I think my There it is, folks. He said, it's for the environment that we're in to let it be handled by the women. He said, I don't know if I can say this, and I don't think you can, Zach. I think you're, uh, but I appreciate that you're doing that. But uh, obviously a nice guy like Zach wouldn't want anyone to fight over him. He'd want to squash those fights in the moment, but that's not fun. Face gives it away a lot on whether I want to be pulled or not. I'm really bad at hiding what I'm feeling, like so bad. So I kind of just let it play out. All right, so then they're going to show some previews for the season, and then they're going to, you know, this is just one of those highly edited interviews that's clearly just promotional material for the show, but we'll go back to what he says from this interview from Hell uh, regarding other aspects of his journey. I truly see Zach as my husband. The cringiest parts of this entire season so far, I mean, I'm just trying to think where to begin. I mean, everything from some of the night one entrances dancing in episode two. I never claimed to be a good dancer. We know. And the tapes prove it. They oh do. my God, the shower on camera. I went into the season like thinking. All right, so we already talked about this. And of course, uh, Rose is for everybody says, how many shower scenes do they need? Uh, I, you know, Clayton Eckerd and Pilot Pete and others had talked about, I think Clayton discussed his body dysmorphia and just the idea you got to be perfect. Like you can't be the bachelor and not expect them to have a slow-mo shot of you showering, which kind of is sexist because I don't know if the bachelorette, I think, I know they used to do that, but I think that, that we've learned to not objectify Right. Collectively, I think we've learned not to objectify the women just, you know, at, you know, for their bodies. You know what I mean? They're more than just their bums. Shower scene or two. So like, get my pushups in. There was like a shower day, like like every place. Like there's always like a, you know, a one on one day or a group date day. There were like shower days where, you know, you better be ready. Like hopefully you ate pretty good the day before. Hopefully you're not bloated. Ter I'll, I'll be honest. I don't like to shower every day. I, I know this might gross you out. I for sure don't like to wash my hair every day. I like to give it a few days to really stew in the moment. You know what I mean? My hair is like a soup. You know, it's best served. Uh, you know, uh, you know, after a few days of uh, you know, being left in a um, uh, you know, a pressure cooker. Okay. Terrifying in the beginning, and then you just get used to it and kind of have this relationship. You know, with the camera folks and they're essentially in the shower with you and it becomes routine. It's the weirdest thing. I'd never thought in a million years I'd say that. Wouldn't that be fun? Wouldn't this be fun if we got a, if the bachelor love story, and I'm not accusing Zach of being this way, but if the, if the bachelor love story turned, turned into like, a love story where he falls in love with the cameraman while they're in the shower. And then it just goes off. And I mean, imagine how many people would be like, I did not see that coming. You know, he's like, turns out I'm not here. I'm, you know, Zach's first impression rose goes to camera operator number two. Hi, ladies. All right. Go. So then they do some more content that we don't need to go to. So we're going to fast forward back to the interview from hell. Knocking out girl. She was, it was basically like hand the ball to Genevieve. All right. So he describes how Genevieve got injured with the sling. It's from the football date. She was very, uh, very physical and good at what she does. During the game. And I mean, I thought it was pretty bad. <laughs> it's very important to get my dog's point of view on a perspective fiance, prospective wife. I have two dogs, a Shih Tzu and a 190 pound Great Dane. Whoa. And they're both absolute sweethearts. And they're part of the family, just like people. And if they don't like her, I can't. Can How do we not have the Great Dane on the show with him? What are we doing? Kidding aside, kidding aside. I've caused pain and I've made mistakes. We know. I just hope at the end of the day, 
it's all worth it. Some of my pals in the Bachelor Nation, I mean, hands down, Jesse. Jesse and I became really close last season, and then throughout this season, him and I have been boys, essentially. Like, he's helped me so much, he supported me. Sean Lowe, obviously, has played a big role in my season, and, and he, him and Catherine, have been always loving and supporting. I did have people reach out from previous seasons, like Clayton, offering support, which has been nice. It's just really helpful having important people in the Bachelor Nation express help and support in something that I'm just trying to navigate the best I can. True love is worth fighting for. Coming up this season on The I Bachelor. I don't always know what's gonna be included. Like I saw, you know, there was the ick one, you know, like what gives an ick? Like how can you get an ick? Or like, when do you fart in front of a significant other? I was dying at that. I had no idea that that was being talked about. It's cool because my family, I have two younger sisters, they love it. You know, they grew up being big fans and you know, Right now, they're necessarily not the biggest fans because they don't want to watch their brother shower or in a hot tub romantically. So it's really cool Like they get excited. They have the roses around the house. They think it's so cool. And I'm like, never want to see a rose in my life again. No. And did you watch Perfect Match? It premiered on Netflix. It's a dating show, kind of like Bachelor in Paradise, but it's some of the singles uh, from the different Bachelor shows. This, I'm sorry, the different Netflix shows. The Circle, Love is Blind, um, Sexy Beasts, you know, the one where they put on weird beast hats and try to make love. All right, what world do we live in? Either way, um, I won't have a full recap up just yet. I've got a few more episodes to watch. But they dropped the first four episodes. It's interesting. There's, I kind of feel like the kid who transferred to a new school because I haven't watched all of the different uh, Netflix dating shows. So I'm like, wait, who's that? Circle season three? You essentially have five different dating shows, all with three to five different seasons. So there's a lot of people. But you've got the, the quirky... Uh, you know, there's a French lady, I think her name's Ines, and then you've got Shane, the guy who, uh, you know, is, you know, a um, an explosion waiting to happen, and then you've got uh, some other folks like Francesca from Canada, she's big from Too Hot and Too Handle, and they, they, they essentially have to pair up the same way Bachelor in Paradise does, but Bachelor in Paradise does it in this regal setting where they're like, do you accept this rose? And on Perfect Match, they're like, you want to go up to my suite? <laughs> so, um, I got a side with with uh, Nick Lachey when he says this is a more authentic reality show in the sense that it, it is a little less formal and the swapping of matches can um, be a little bit more um, volatile. But either way, it's sexy, it's fun, it's easy, it's cheap, there's funny moments. So I don't know, it seems like it'll be a pretty good hit. Let me know what you guys think if you've watched it. And speaking of a good hit, uh, the relationship between Victoria Fuller and Greg Grippo is in full steam. She released her new podcast. Um, I wanted to call it Ungrateful Saints. Uncensored Saints, that's what it is. In either way, um, let me know what you guys think of that podcast. The technical aspect of it looks pretty good. She's clearly got a, a couple bucks to put behind it. We'll have to say if she can carry the show with her um, personality. That's what it'll come down to if, if whether or not she wants the show to be successful. But either way, here's my featured video of the day from YouTube, clipped here for you, that breaks down everything notable that she said with special guest Gray Grippo. Have a listen. How we met. Okay. I think that that is a very important question because people don't know when we met. They're like, how long have you guys known each other? No one yeah. knows that we've known each other for quite a while. So when did we first meet? Um, We met last year. Or was it a year and a half ago? A year and a half. It was a year and a half ago. Yeah. We met at GovBall. Um, in New York City. 
well, outside the city, but. I mean, it was totally unplanned. Like, we were just, like, with just, like, our friends, friends of friends. Um, I had a buddy with me. She was coming with Natasha. I had plans to, like, meet with Natasha. We Natasha were, Parker. Shout yeah, out. We love her. Um, and we just had, like, a whole crew with us. And yeah. then that's where I met Victoria. Um, and, like, half the people were staying at Rufus to watch him DJ. And then, like, the other half, um, or there was honestly, like, only five of us that went to go see Billie Eilish. Um, and you were one of those people. And so, me and Victoria just decided just to walk together. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't – do I really go into it? Yeah, uh, sure. I, Why not? Tell I, them what they want to hear. I guess so. Give the fans what they want. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. We started wait- – we were just – I was like, all right, I got to get a beer. Like, do you want anything? She was like, I guess, like, I'll get a drink. Um and it was just like our first like few minutes of talking and like i just remember she like didn't watch like my season she was just asking me questions about like how it went for me yeah um i was just like opening up to her um and then and he, had, he was fresh off fresh fresh off the show i was like a month point. off yeah like, i've had people ask me what i think of the production quality and actually in the comment section you'll see i said that it actually sounds really good i could get nitpicky and be like well it's a little tinny but i'm telling you right now it's really good audio the video is really good too my only criticism would be to backlight it up a little bit more and what i mean by that is you'll see if you're watching that the 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 subjects victoria and greg kind of get lost in the background um if you put a backlight up and kind of light the background a little bit it'll it'll give them more depth and look more visually appealing i think also the sign uncensored saints is a little too hot if they could find a way to dim that a little bit it'll probably look a little bit better that's my only thought it looks very good uh nine out of ten for for audio and video for a first-time podcaster a little baby angel yeah i was the show. i was yeah um but we decided just uh head to the concert after drinks um and we had some friends but like you know, you you weren't leaving my side as much as you like to play cool. Like, oh, I wasn't like as interested as you think. Like, oh you were not leaving my damn side. So very interesting. This was before uh, Bachelor in Paradise. So they were both single, and this was before Greg was official with his French girlfriend. But uh, Greg saying, "Oh, you were into me," even if she didn't maybe know it. He kind of was picking up on those signs. You know, as they're getting a few drinks, uh, he probably enjoyed the fact she didn't watch his season. They were able to get off on a good start. As Greg says later on, which we're not going to cover this, but on the end of the podcast, he actually says when he was being interviewed for The Bachelorette, he said he would have preferred, when they say, who do you want to be Bachelorette? He said he wanted it to be Victoria. So clearly he already had an attraction to her from what he had seen on the show. Okay. Okay. But I like to say, like, I had, I'm totally open with it. I don't give a shit. Um, (laughs) I I had such a pull towards her that, like, Mm -hmm. I've never felt. And, like, I remember calling my friends after and being like, I am, like nuts about her first off we started talking about like my favorite show jamay yeah uh, private private school girl and talking about mr g and the fact that she got that and like there's only like so many times in life where you can like actually like start crying with a person laughing for the first time you met them and like we experienced that i just loved being around this person um but i also knew that she was like a hot commodity so you know like afterwards i was like you know what I'm gonna play it. I'm gonna play it cool. I am not 
following this person on Instagram, I am going to act like I am totally uninterested, actually. Like, no, I'm not interested in you. I'm going to keep my cool. And she followed me two weeks later. <laughs> so there it is. Victoria followed Greg Grippo two weeks later. And um, it's very interesting. Uh, love their rapport. They're doing fantastic. Podcast is going great so far. Of course, you can go listen to the full thing wherever you listen to podcasts. We're just giving you our update here. Now, let's go to the part where he slid into her DMs. Again, this was a year and a half ago. Oh, um, for like a, a long, while. For a long time, yeah. I mean, we followed each other. We followed each other, um, and then when's the next time we spoke? Like, saw each other in person? No, just like communicated. It was over a DM. And who slid in? I I slid into her <laughs> DM. I slid. I mean, she, she she posted a photo, and I was like, I like this one. <laughs> I did. That was like my first. I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna shoot. She. Yeah, it was cute. I felt like because we also saw when she posted on some of his photos, like the googly eyes or this or whatever. So there was very clear and light um, flirtation happening. Very clear and light. You following me? Was you shooting your shot? I'm just gonna say. They call it indicators of interest were happening. So I was like, you know what? I just like want <laughs> to like also return it. the favor and be like. And of course, this is before Victoria went on Bachelor in Paradise, so she had not met Johnny yet, who she got engaged to and then broke off with when she got with Greg or then then got with Greg Grippo. The timeline's fuzzy. We're going to get into it. Like, uh, hey. <laughs> yeah, I'm interested no, for as sure. well. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's okay. No, I think it's really sweet because you did you sent me this picture of myself and I remember because we recently went back and like checked our DMs to see how it kind of started and I sent you sent me a picture of me that I had posted on my feed and you were like this one. Yeah. You didn't even say anything else. You're like this one. Yeah. And yeah. I remember being like, I said something like flirty back and then our conversation ended again. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so then it, we, as we started to like. No, I know you too. I mean, like, listen, I, I know that guys are like shooting their shot, especially like when you're oh single gosh, and like they're like doing like too much. So I was like, I'm going right, to so do this. Good for Greg. He says, I'm going to do as little as possible because I know she's got a bunch of guys and you might say, oh, he's playing games with her. Well, she had a lot of guys and she was a hot commodity. So he's trying to play it cool. And uh, clearly it worked out when I get back and all right so here's where they pick up from when she gets back from bachelor in paradise no mention of johnny d filippo but they will mention the miss that what they believe to be or what they are saying is misinformation so here she's getting back from bachelor in paradise grateful the way it happened i agree yeah. then we get to we get to this we get to when i get back and so there's a weird edit right there it, you know we end up reconnecting. Mm -hmm. And we ended up reconnecting actually after I had ended my engagement completely. Mm -hmm. And this is the sticky spot that people have. And again, I'm not calling them liars. This is just the sticky part that people have. She says they reconnected after she ended her engagement. And so, so we hang out and we have a weekend together. Mm -hmm. Glorious weekend. Yeah. So cute. Yeah. So fun. So fun. So they end up saying, and we know all this from previous podcasts with Vic, Nick Vial, that they got together at the end of September. And then when did you two start talking? End of September? Yeah. End of September time frame. So they say end of September, which could by all means be true. But we So so and this is this is the sticky part people have that people have said we saw them together getting cozy 
on September 8th at this place, someone who works in high end, you know, in the, in the hotel sort of influencer scene said they were literally there. She was on the guest list. She talked to them. These are people that, that, that have reached out to me. That's why it gets sticky when people say, well, there's this three week period that people find very sticky there when there's firsthand accounts of, of them already having met in Guiding Cozy and this and that. And I guess the question people have is, was she kind of making sure Greg was on the same page while she was exiting something? Or, and, and very, very, very fair to say, she had broken up with Johnny and Johnny just wasn't willing to admit it. So admit it. So when Johnny said it was cheating, but in her, in her truthful mind, she had a clear breakup. That could she could have been a very clear breakup. Of course, the sources said that there was there was more of a gray area there, but that that's all we know. So, continue. And that was the first time where I was like, okay, we played. Um, we're really not strangers, and it's like a card oh, that game. was such a cute. It night. was such a cute night, and we had like a whole night together, and that was so fun. Mm -hmm. And then I remember thinking after that, being like, huh, I could see myself. I could see this going somewhere. I think that was the turning point where I was like, huh, okay, maybe this isn't like a platonic thing. Like maybe I really genuinely like this person. Right. Absolutely. Right. Um, it was definitely that night where I started being like, okay, I th I'm starting to like want something long term. Yeah. Like I think, but I don't know. Yeah. So they thought, but they didn't know. And then they, and then of course they decide to go to Italy, which of course everyone said, why would they go to Italy if they weren't together for a long time? I totally believe their, their excuse that they just wanted some privacy to get to know each other. I totally believe that. I know that's hard for normal people to understand, but you know, she's probably got a lot of money. They've got points racked up. Yeah. Oh, let's just go to Italy. I believe that. Here's what they say about being chased around Italy by different fans. People in our lives that knew what was kind of going on. Um, oh, yeah. No. But the general public yeah. obviously didn't know. And, <clears throat> you know, that was interesting because once everyone sort of clued it together, there was a girl who made a TikTok. We were at the Coliseum. Mm -hmm. Looking back, do I think going to the Coliseum was the smartest idea? No. Not really. And they could have worn masks. They could have worn KN95 masks. No one would have known them. Yeah, but no, not at all. Hear me fucking and I'm not saying that from a pandemic standpoint. I'm saying that purely for incognito reasons. Out. Mm -hmm. Hear us out. Put the mask on. Because <laughs> Put the it mask was on. off season. And people are like, what is off season? Off season is when people don't <laughs> go to Europe. Like the time to go to Europe. You could actually argue that it would be easier to get spotted in the off season because it's less busy. So you stick out like a sore thumb. Is generally in the summertime. We went in the middle of October. Like, what? Mm -hmm. No <laughs> one goes to Italy in October. And so we didn't see an American for the first 48 hours we were there. Yeah, no. Right? Um, and we were like, okay, we're good. Like, we had brought wigs. We thought we were going to be like, we were going to be incognito. But you also have to understand at the same time, we're traveling to Europe. Mm -hmm. There's millions and millions of people who live in Europe. You know what the most annoying part about that trip is? And um, we had so much fun on that trip. Yeah, we did. Like, so much fun. Um, 
I hated that we kept on getting photographed. At the most random at, times. At the most random times. And we both like looked, looked like so we, sad. we both have like a resting bitch <laughs> face. All right. So very funny that they're able to talk about the fact that they tried to have an incognito moment. And look, as two single people going to Italy and trying to have an incognito moment, absolutely. The fact that all the spoilers were out that she had gotten engaged to Johnny, that's where people were on this wild goose hunt. It's almost like, you know, the idea of the conspiracy was more interesting than if they just went there. But she had to keep the secret of how her season played out because that's how you have to do. You can't be spotted on a date with someone. It spoils the whole season. Uh, here's where they talk about misinformation, as they call it, regarding how their relationship started. Also, I will say, it was an interesting time because a lot of shit ended up coming out about us. And think of like you're trying to date someone new and a bunch of false misinformation rumors come out about you as you're trying to date somebody. Which is terrible. Which is terrible. But you have to look at all the information as it came out. Now, when I reported on it, you can go back and watch that. I reported multiple sources claim there was cheating that happened. Um, they weren't. They were all firsthand, like people that were on the beach that were as close to the situation as could be. It was also. It also came out that Johnny said she asked Johnny permission to call Greg. So they. 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 Don't go over these parts, but why should she have to call Greg if she's happily with Johnny? Now, obviously, when you're going through a breakup, a ton of things are happening. She probably loved Johnny in certain ways and was trying to make it work, but at the same time, knew that there were other people that were out there, and Greg is probably like wondering, is she going to come back single or not? Because he had to go through his own breakup. So timing's everything. But the idea that there was no sort of transit transitionary period that's just not true. Now, if you don't want to label that with the hard C for cheating, I totally understand that. The idea of mo emotional cheating is is in the gray area in the first place. But um, Johnny found out with the rest of us that she was in Rome. And from his camp, it seemed like he was trying to repair things. Now, as we know, they said they got together end of September. We saw here that they were put placed together in a hotel early September. The, the, the truth at this point, I say, just be happy that they found their way to each other, even if it was messy. I'm sure Johnny's happy with the way his life is going to go. And then everything else can just be, um, you know, uh, just bachelor drama. Yeah, but I have to look at my reporting and say, could I have done a better job of saying, look, people are people are hypothesizing that there's cheating versus people are saying that there's cheating? Absolutely. But the sources say that. So you look at it and you go, well, I, I knew... I knew from the get-go I was never going to have a smoking gun. I knew there'd never be photos of them canoodling on a, you know, Corvette somewhere at a drive-in movie theater or something. We knew that wasn't going to happen, and therefore it becomes very hard for them to prove or disprove those allegations, which is unfair to them. And yet at the same time, the the situation that they were in was so murky that it it made it look like it made it look even worse. It but but as we watch this right now, we see multiple times where the story let, leaves out the part that she asked to call Greg. Not text him to say, I'm in a relationship, but to call him. So, like, what was that conversation like? And that, the, the 
she needed to call Greg was when she was engaged to Johnny. She was like, I kind of need to, it's almost like she needed to let this guy know who she never was with before, you know, whatever. Strange, very least. It was everything. It was everything every, under every, the sun. In every which way. Even the what what we had our tattoos of. Like yeah, somebody like said that it was hot. And I'm yeah. like, like what are, what is everyone like, saying? Like, no, we're literally now? that conceited. Yeah. Nope. So of course, then they go on the final episode of Bachelor in Paradise and they kind of just pull the middle finger to the audience and say, you know what? Whatever, F you guys. And I get it and I respect that. I wish there was more nuance to the conversation than just everyone attacking her. And yet she has a sort of um, a track record in the Bachelor world of of being flawed, just like a lot of people do. I don't use that against somebody moving forward. I think all for all of the reasons she is who she is and where she comes from and all that. I think it just will make her a stronger person moving forward. And who knows, it could be that her and Greg, um, in the different ways that they have battled, um, uh, you know, uh, public scrutiny over the last year or two could be very good for them in the way they handle the communication in their relationship. I wish them very much success. And I've been a big fan of Greg in the way he's handled his demise. We forget how much he was hated in Bachelor Nation. And I'm happy for them. Here's where they discuss the faith, their 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 separate faith they have. You are so okay with like, like my faith. And I'm very open about that with you. And we pray every night. And like, not that you didn't grow up in like a Christian home. You grew up Catholic. But you are like just you fit in so well you want to go to church every sunday yeah. you want to pray like every night and bless our meal and i just appreciate that about you i think like the foundation of our relationship is is truly like a is god and like i well, love that let's also be real about every sunday this is the one and only person who can get me up at 5 a.m. every <laughs> single day and do 21 days, days of prayer and fasting all right, folks, that was Uncensored Saints, Victoria Fuller's new podcast. I hope you guys enjoy that. And that's going to be it for me. I'm heading back up to or back down to San Diego for my show tonight uh, at Mike Drop Comedy. It's a sold out stand up show featuring Katie Thurston and a few other funny comedian friends. If you want more uh, clips of that show, I'll be posting them on my Patreon, patreon.com slash Dave Neal. All right, we'll be back tomorrow with more content. I'm Dave. This is Bachelor Rush Hour. Bachelor Rush Hour.